Hi, I'm Hannah Lynn, and welcome to the Not Just for Moms podcast. I'm sharing from a place of brokenness, so you can know just how actually normal you are. I'm a mom, a wife, a daughter, a sister, and friend, and I do not have it all figured out. I'm actually kind of a mess. And while we're all called to share our mess, we're also called to link our arms together. This is what I have felt called to do. So with setting fear aside, I'm saying yes, and I'm sharing this with you. Hey, y'all. So before I kind of even get started, I have to tell you something. This is the third time I have tried to record for multiple reasons. And one of those reasons are that my audio, I recorded last night and my audio completely glitched. Like when I say it glitched, I mean, it it stopped working (laughs) and I had this whole podcast recorded and you don't know that it stopped working until Literally until it's done. And so right now, I took a major chance and I'm recording during nap time. So bear with me if I have to go from motherhood to this um, and back and forth so that you guys are getting as raw as possible. Um, So first, I want to just jump in quickly and say, week three of fasting and praying. And if you joined me on this journey and you have um, went all in and completely committed your own um, self to prayer and fasting, I just want to say that I'm super proud of you. Um, I know for me that the Lord has been moving and breaking down walls, um, not only in my personal life, but in some other people's lives around me too, that um, they have been transparent with me. And if you are a little lost in exactly what I'm even talking about when it comes to prayer and fasting, I'm going to ask you to go back and listen to January 4th podcast, which is called the Reset Button. Also, if you've listened to that podcast, but you've not committed to a fast, I'm going to challenge you to commit the next seven days, three days, or five days, whatever it is that you feel led to fast in some sort of way and press into Jesus to start your new year. So that is all I'm going to say about praying and fasting at the moment, but jumping right into what I have prepared this week. Um, The Lord has laid this on my heart to share over the last, I would say, 48 hours, but now it's been 72 hours because it's taken me another 24 to get this recorded, and um, to sit down and put it into an outline has actually been one of the most fulfilling things, but it's also been one of the most difficult things that I have done this week. But before I start, I want to do something a little different with you than I actually have done in any of my podcasts, and I want to start by praying over our time together. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I just want to pray for you. Jesus, I just thank you for this time to be able to be encouraged, to be able to grow, 
Lord, whatever we're doing and wherever we are, whether we're walking or we're on our way to work or we're at home with our kiddos or we're at a coffee shop or whatever we're doing, please open our hearts and open our minds to whatever you want us to receive from this simple message. Help us to become a vessel in this world and help us to strive to be more like you and to love others in the way that you do. Lord, over the next 20 minutes or so, I want us to learn and grow how to be the best versions of ourselves so that we can truly become a vessel for you and shine your light through us. Lord, use us for your kingdom in a way that you are the only one who can have the glory. Amen. So this is titled boundaries and boundaries, I feel like is one of those words that (laughs) comes with known difficulty or even just a negative connotation. Don't you think so? That's how I feel at least. So with that being said, on dictionary.com says that a boundary is something that indicates bounds or limits, a limiting or bounding line. And my perspective of this is that it's setting limits on myself. I can set boundaries and limits on myself on how much I pour out. So that I can still be this healthy individual that I'm called to be. All throughout life, we put up boundaries, some healthy and some not healthy, or we don't even have boundaries. Now, I am a person to say yes to almost anything. (laughs) And what I've learned over the last six months is I should not do that. Not only should I do that, but over the last six months is when I've really said no to things. Now, having three kids so close in age, my limits are set anyways, like just because that's my life. But true limits within that for my emotional, my mental and spiritual health is what I'm actually going to talk about. Now, Jason and I just had a situation arise this past two weeks and where we had to make a decision. We had to make a decision between if we were going to engage in two activities that we really wanted to do. But we couldn't do both because we had to set a limit. We had to set a boundary to be able to still be healthy. As individuals, as well as in our marriage, and as well as parents to our children. So Jason and I, there's a small group that started this past week um, at Embrace Church, and it's a parenting small group. Now, Jason and I so wanted to be a part of that. But then over the last month or so, Jason and I have also felt called to mentor two people that um, are a couple, and they're dating, and The guy, um, Jason, wants to mentor personally. I want to mentor the girl personally. And then um, 
this has happened over the last month and a half. And then together we will do something too. And so we had to, we had to choose and not because we, we didn't want to do both. We want to do both, but because we had to choose where we were going to pour out and we couldn't do both. And the reason we couldn't do both is because Jason and I, some of you might be thinking, well, you're attending a small group. Like, you're not going to be pouring out. You're going to be getting poured into. Have you ever been with Jason and I would be my first thing. Because Jason and I are always people who pour out. Well, we love being around people. um, And we are just givers naturally. Um, But... At the same time, we knew if we went to that small group, we would be so concerned with pouring out to other parents who need it more, whatever capacity that is. And isn't it so many times we run into each other at church or whoever or at the store and when we run into someone we haven't seen in a while and we say, hey, how are you? How's the family? And isn't almost always the answer, we have been so busy. While I completely understand your answer, why are we letting the word busy be the choice of word we use? Life is way too precious and way too good to say that it's only busy. I feel like I just need to throw that out there because sometimes we keep ourselves so busy because we're afraid of the silence. We're afraid of what might happen if we actually sit our booties down and rest in his presence. But the major truth is, too, is we have to be able to love ourselves and we have to be able to have our cup overflow first before we ever try to pour out. Trying to pour out from an empty cup, we're just going to continue to feel lost or lonely or whatever lies from the enemy that he likes to put in your head about yourself. That's what's going to keep happening when you pour from an empty cup. Fill in that blank with whatever it is that the enemy tries to tell you about yourself. And isn't it if you are trying to pour out, you aren't going to believe one good thing about yourself. So I, when I'm talking about pouring out, a lot of times we're talking about encouragement, um, like the mentoring thing, but we're, I'm also just talking about time, just time. So I'm obviously someone who is actively trying to do this myself. And so I'm here, I am sharing it with you and telling you to do the same thing. So we're just going to stop. Pause and evaluate. What is filling your cup? What are you pouring out? Now, if you're filling up your cup with just negative thoughts, you're only going to be pouring out negative thoughts. If you're filling up your cup with truth and the word of God, then that's what you're going to be pouring out. But then also, are you pouring out more than you're filling up? Now, this comes back to that thought of the silence. And sometimes we're afraid to pause 
because we truly don't feel good enough about ourselves to to keep going but we just keep going because we're so busy but in reality the truth of our own health is what determines the health of those around us so we have to take our own health as a priority now this next part some of you are going to gasp I mean, not really, you guys. I mean, not really, because you guys know that I'm a morning person and that I'm kind of crazy and I get up super early to go work out. So if you didn't know that about me there, I get up and go work out almost every morning, six days a week. And I can tell you that I would not be the mom that I'm called to be or the wife that I am called to be or the friend that I'm called to be if I did not do that. Now, that may sound so silly to some of you, but it's true. If I didn't set boundaries or limits to make myself better physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and socially, I would be lost. And here is what I do for those specific things um, and practical ways that I do those for all five of these topics that I just mentioned. So for your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and social health, these are the practical things I do. I want you to hear, hear me loud and clear. We say, I'm not telling you to do these. I'm telling you to figure out what works for you. This is what I chose what works for me. In this season of life I'm in, um, in the emotional um, healing that I'm in, the spiritual renewal that I have been in, um, socially have been growing, Um, All of these things, this is where I am in my specific season, in my specific experiences and situations. This is where I am. I just want to give you practical layout of what these are. So we're going to just start out with the physical one just because that's obviously the easiest one. I work out one or two times a day and I eat a pretty strict routine diet. Now, when I say I eat a pretty strict routine diet, I do. I almost eat the same thing every single day. And some people don't know how I do that. But for me, I don't care. I would rather be able to have it laid out to where I know what it is that I'm putting in my body. And I can just buy it in bulk and enjoy it. Every once in a while, I'll just mix something new in. But that's just what I do. That's what I do physically. And I go to bed early. I try to go to bed early. I should say I try. I I really need to add that one in mine. Okay, so the next one is mentally. I make sure I take time for myself. So that is a big thing with being a mom of three. Um, I already sacrifice my sleep to get up. Um, and go work out. And so 
but sometimes sacrificing sleep only makes your mental health a little worse. And so I have to take time for myself. Whether that's every week for two hours I get a babysitter or um, a lot of times on Fridays that's like my day. It's also like getting errands done too, but that is like my time just for myself. And so that is one of the things. Um, learned I learned a coping mechanism when things overwhelm me. I learned that at therapy. Um, I also go to therapy once a week. Uh, but I just learned a coping mechanism for myself. It was completely uncomfortable and completely out of my box. But um, in past podcasts, I've mentioned that struggling with anxiety and depression, I have been able to dial that back so much because of learning coping mechanisms and and how um, I was going to share this in the emotional one. So this is kind of a twofold, but like my breathing and different things like that, like how I can control that. So I'll go into that in the next one, but mentally I take time for myself, learn, I learned a coping mechanism and I go to therapy and a lot of these overlap too. So emotionally, <laughs> is the next one. Um, I make time in my day to process conversation, my day, um, interaction with others, things that are going on around me that I can't, that are out of my control, but I just time to process them. So either like I make it a priority. If I don't have that time to process in a day because it there was so much going on that I have to do it the next day. So making it a priority to constantly be able to process what's going on around you. Um, I take deep breaths. Sometimes you can probably even actually hear it through this podcast. And it's kind of funny because I didn't realize my breathing as much until I started therapy. Um, so there's certain topics that uh, I can speak about that happened a week ago, that happened three months ago, that happened when I was five, whatever. And my breathing will completely change because it triggers emotional connection in some way that obviously I'm not okay with. And so when that actually happens, I have started noticing that my breathing completely changed. And so I make myself take deep breaths. Like I take three to five deep breaths without, like I literally just stop and take three or five deep breaths. And then emotionally, the other thing is I speak truth over to over myself. And now when I was actually pursuing the business side of Plexus, um, which are a supplement company that I am still fully in love with the products, but when I was pursuing the business side, um, thankfully I was part of a team, I still am part of a team, who literally just models great people, um, is a faith-based team, uh, just awesome leadership. Anyways, one of the the ladies that I was trained under and got some one-on-one time with was talking to me about how she overcame a lot of things by speaking truth over herself. And so emotionally, I choose to speak truth over myself. And how does that practically look? Y'all, I literally wrote this list. I actually have it out of a, uh, the War Room book. 
if you know by Priscilla Shire, there's the the War Room book. Um, her workbook has this list of things, of powerful things that the Lord has said about you. And I, I read all of that and recorded it on my phone. And then sometimes I just play it on my phone. If I need to know the truth of who I am and who I'm called to be, I recorded myself reading those and I just listened to them on my phone. So I learned to do that um, through that leadership um, connection. And I still do that in my daily life. So that is a huge one. It sounds super silly to do, but it's so encouraging. So the next one, spiritually. So I make time to read the word in a devotion form or just literally opening up my Bible. Um, And that may sound really lame to some of you like, oh, yeah, make it a priority. No, you guys, I make it a priority. When I say I get up and go work out and when I say I get up at 415 every day, I get up at 415 because I make sure I leave my house by 430 so that I can sit in my car Worship and read the word before I go into workout. I didn't always do this, by the way. I just started doing that the last, um, I think, September-ish. I started doing that. And the reason why I started doing that is because I needed to make it that's the way that I woke up. That's the way that I started my day was on a positive note. It wasn't dragging myself out of bed. It was to get up and rejoice in the Lord. And then um, I was listening um, in this Bible study and I was listening to one of the things Beth Moore had said was she, she even said to the Lord, like, I know my day will be different because I chose to start it this way. I know that you're going to honor this because I chose to get up early and read the word. And so I kind of have taken that into, um, on for myself in that sense. I listen to also multiple podcasts and messages, um, during the day I have AirPods. So I just put one in and I'm able to be able to still listen to my kids and do the things I need to do. But then I'm also getting bits and pieces of a message and just getting truth and life spoken over to me. Sometimes I have to listen to the same podcast 10 times, or if it's just really good that I just play it 10 times, there is there is one right now, literally, um, to not even a full week ago yet. It would have been a week ago Friday. Someone encouraged me to listen to this podcast. Um, actually, my therapist, which is amazing, she said, there's this podcast I listened to. And it made me think of you. And so she gave me the title and I looked it up and I have listened to it, I think, as of yesterday, 11 times. And every time I am just like, oh, so in love with it. Um, It's just so good. So I sometimes listen to them on repeat. I spend in time in worship. I only keep worship music on. And, and I know that my, the way that 
I, my life is set up right now. These are the things I can do. Now, a year ago, you guys, I couldn't do that. And I literally felt like that I was just in a season of prayer because I could not hold anything in my hands because I had two infants and I could not concentrate longer than five seconds. So I just continued to pray randomly throughout the day for random things. That's how a year ago looked like spiritually. And now this last one, um, socially, is the one that actually was my last one out of the five to to truly get healing and health. Now, socially, I make myself engage in conversation when I'm out of my house. So if I'm at the gym or if I'm at um, what making whatever I'm at, I make myself talk. I could easily go into the gym in the morning and not talk to anyone. So easily go in and not talk. Now, I would respond to you if you talk to me. I'm not going to be rude. But I could truly go in and walk out and be fun. But instead, I make myself engage in conversation. I make sure that I make plans with at least one person during the week. And I make sure that I'm engaged in just social events, whether it's small groups, Bible studies. But also what I'm coming to learn is in one-on-one scenarios too. So I have a friend that I run with one time a week, and it's our time to connect. It's obviously time to work out, but she loves to run. I love to run, and so we just make it our thing. Um, One time a week, it's our time to connect. We're both moms of multiples, me three and her four, and so it's just something we both really like to do, and the last two weeks, it just hasn't worked out, and and. We've both been so bummed over it, and I've been exhausted, Um, but I've said to her, like, don't take it personally, like, we're going to get back together, but it's something that we both socially love and need. Now, another friend and I just started, um, we actually haven't even met two times yet, but we're going to start meeting two times a month before she goes into work and before I come home and get my kids all together um so that just so that we can connect on a regular basis because we do life in passing together all the time but we don't sit down to connect just one-on-one and so she had brought up let's do this maybe twice a month we'll get together and I'm like yes like yes I need that yes let's do that and so when it comes to all five of these things, oh, hang on, let me go next. I was listening to a TED Talk <laughs> oh, Sunday, so sometime last week, the beginning of this week, I guess, um, and, it was, and I had listened to it actually in college at some point. I remember like being told to listen to this, so it's funny that it got brought up again in my life, and how... Connection is actually the key to feeling loved and having a sense of belonging. Now, I couldn't find this to be more true because like I was telling you, 
This fifth piece, which is social for me, did not blossom in my life until this past summer. And wow, how my purpose and my level of confidence has changed since the end of summer. And that's all because I'm going to I'm going to say honestly, it's the one-on-one connection that has happened. And not just surface level conversation of a social life. So all five of these are important and they all five work together. Okay, so now going back to the hard work that you must put in, I want to read something to you from Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I don't know if you've heard of that book. Amazing book. Um, It's taking me a while to actually get through it because it's so good and it makes me think sometimes too deep maybe, but it reads, the true spirituality frees us to live joyfully in the present. It requires, however, going back in order to go forward. This takes us to the very heart of spirituality and discipleship in the family of God. Now, I'm going to take this a little out of context of what he's talking about, but it relates to this. He is talking about a much deeper situation, but I'm just going to relate this to the daily situation. We must truly reflect daily, or at least every other day, like I said, rest in his presence, set boundaries on what we say yes or who we say yes to, And sometimes we got to go back in order to go forward. So sometimes we need to say no to something we had already committed to. And we need to go back on it to then be able to press forward. Sometimes if you know a certain friend fills your cup, that that awesome friend, make sure that you're in connection with that friend. (laughs) And you're doing coffee or dinner with them regularly. But also set boundaries on who or what gets your time that doesn't bring necessarily the best positive things to you. Because Jesus can only use you if you're a vessel ready to be used. So this is that whole part of the setting boundaries. We have to set those boundaries so that we can be filled and be a vessel. To be a vessel, you literally have to be filled up first because a vessel is something that contains something and then carries that something to where it needs to be distributed. So we have to fill up to be able to do that. And we must set limits on our lives to be the person that we are called to be also. 
I love that analogy of a vessel. And when I was looking it up and I was I was digging into actually just what the word vessel means, uh, obviously um, we hear like the cup runneth over. Um, We hear the vessel terminology, uh, just those analogies from the Bible. And what I love about the word vessel is when looking it up in a dictionary, the first word is or the first definition is actually not about like your body being a vessel. It's actually literally about carrying a container, filling a container of something and carrying it to somewhere else to be distributed. Like those, that concept. And I loved that because being a vessel, we are to be filled up and we are to pour out. We are called to pour out, but you have to be filled up first. And what I'm learning is that being a vessel also means being healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and socially. In a lot of those things, you have to set boundaries. Those five things set boundaries and limits to be able to be healthy in them. I really hope this is speaking to someone. I know even for me, going back over this, um, continuously this outline, I can see where I need to improve. I see where I need to improve. So I'm not just speaking this to you. I'm reevaluating myself as I literally spoke this to you. But leaving here today, I want you to remember that you are loved, you are chosen, and you are a gift from the Lord to be used as his vessel. That's what I want you to remember. Don't leave here feeling weighted that you got to get all this together. Just go one at a time. Small steps. Small changes in life are what make big progress. Small steps. So I really hope that you have enjoyed listening to this one. And and those of you who constantly listen and give me feedback and have been such a, just know that you're such a blessing to me. Sincerely, thank you for listening. Thank you for always taking time to listen. If this is your first time, thank you for listening. If this is something, this simple little message is something that resonated with you, share it on social media, whatever social media platform, but also subscribe to my podcast. Again, I'm so thankful for you. I hope you guys have an awesome week and I'll chat with you next week.